This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. We trust that 2021 is still a good new year and that you will continue to experience Father's blessings. And uh, that we will all learn to trust in Him in even more and more ways and uh, in the good and hard times of our lives. And uh, we all love the good times, don't we? But it's often in the difficult times when we most need Father's help and assistance and comfort. Frederick, that is so true. I'm sure that Trevor Hudson, who's visiting us again, can testify to that as well. Hello, Trevor. Hello, it's lovely to be back with you, and uh, and it's great to be with your listeners. Thank you again. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Good. We are delighted to have you here for the next two programs. Yes, Trevor, thank you very much. And um, who is well-known, you are well-known through your books, sermons, and retreats, and uh, will be here to help us uncover a little bit more of the 12 steps and um, what is so essential and especially helpful when one is aware that we cannot do things on our own. I mean, I tried so many times to do it on my own, and I just couldn't do it. And eventually I knew, even as a believer, God needs to help me in this. I'm sure many of us feel that way after the hard 2020. And as we go into 2021, still with COVID-19 and all the complications and difficulties to live amidst in a, of an ongoing pandemic. Frederick and I will read the 12 steps to you, dear friends. Um, some of you might be familiar with that. Some of you already attend recovery groups. But I know for some of you it might be a foreign, step, a foreign kind of concept and you've never heard about that. Now, as you've heard, I've already said that it's often used at recovery groups like AA, Alcoholics Anonymous and many other groups like this. And it's actually given as a way of life, a, a different way to think about life. So, Frederick and I, we were thinking that before we start talking about the steps, we better read it to you, because if you've never heard it, you might have no idea what we're talking about. Mm. So, Frederick and I will be taking turns to read these 12 steps to you, and then Trevor will help us to talk about that. All right, here goes. Step one, we admitted that we are powerless over our issues, addictions, uh, habits, and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand Him. Four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of of our wrongs. Six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, we humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, we made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
We continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. We sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to addicts and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Yo, I really appreciated that last sentence, Suki, that says, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really a mouthful for somebody especially who has heard this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very good if we st- slowly go through some of these things. Mm, and Trevor will help that with us as well. So Trevor, these steps are often used in recovery groups such as AA, Al-Anon and other groups. Do you think they could be utilized by Christians as well? Certainly. I, th- I believe they can. You know, the 12 steps themselves, when they were initially put together, were not, uh, how do I put this, were not specifically Christian. Um, they were put together for uh, any alcoholic from any background who wanted to recover. I think that when we adapt the 12 steps Um, within the framework of our own Christian faith, they make make wonderful sense. And I'm sure that we Mm. will unpack that as we go along. Um, And I think, Frederick, I think you were saying this, and I just want to underline it. I think what they do is that they draw us they draw us into a way of life. Mm. Uh, And like I said uh, last time I was on the program, they draw us into a a life with God. Mm. Um, I always like to say that, you know, our life with God is not a theory. Our life with God is, is... the life that we are actually living. It's an actual life. And I Mm. think what the 12 steps do is they just help us. They they draw our our faith into real life, real relationships, real struggles, real failures of our lives. Mm. I think they can be immeasurably helpful for um, for for almost anyone. Um, one of my own mentors in the faith, um, his name was Dallas Willard, who died a few years ago. Mm. Uh, Dallas would often say that the twelve steps, and he would always have a um, he would always have just a bit of a disclaimer: the twelve steps, if suitably adapted. Mm. They can be immeasurably helpful, and I've witnessed that mm. not only in my own life, but also in the lives of so, so many people. Mm, absolutely, and that's probably why it's still used all over the world globally, right? In so many different cultures, <clears throat> excuse me, in different languages, and it's been used over a very long period of time, and it's still used as a basis for recovery. I can say personally, 
Um, you know, I've known Jesus for many years since I was a child and came to a deeper understanding of him and a deeper commitment in my 20s. And I only really got to know the steps in my 40s. Oh, dear, now I'm giving my age away, yeah, <laughs> which was a few years ago. And um, it was even then when I came to a much deeper understanding of, of how to live out my faith. For me right. personally, it was right. almost like a practical guideline. You know, it's so big. The Bible says you may not do that. You must do that. And it, it's, right. it, it feels hard. So these 12 steps have helped me to get to the nitty-gritty of it or the basics of it. So it's, it's about my life and my will that I need to turn over to right. God on a right. moment, momentarily basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And I think that I think you've put your finger on it. I think you know we can speak about, for example, um, surrendering our life to Christ, which is at the heart of our experience of Christ. And and I think what and 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 you've witnessed to this. What the twelve steps simply do is they take that statement, which can become a little abstract. Mm. I surrendered my life to God, mm. and they. Mm they kind of implement what surrender to Christ actually looks like within the context of our daily life and relationships. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Now, I can really uh, testify to that as well, and that is that uh, the 12 steps uh, are not only useful for people who are suffering with some uh, addiction substance or a process addiction or so forth, but it is for daily living. Mm. Um, one of our pastors that was uh, also guiding and helping us in, in Edenvale um, was saying one day when we were sharing some of our struggles uh, is that we're actually all addicted to sin because there are things that we don't want to do and we try to stop them by ourselves, but we are not able to. So if we want to overcome something, following the 12 steps gives a pathway of how to do that. And it focuses not only on the issue, but it focuses on all the relationships with ourselves, with others, with God, to take us through a, an issue or a struggle that we are having. Thank you, Frederick. And I think, again, if I may, just only because I find it so helpful, what you've said here, is that that you know we are all addicted, and perhaps the greatest and the deepest addiction that we do have is to, it's this addiction to putting myself at the center, mm. which for me is the essence of sin. Mm. You know, it's, it's where I put myself at the center where God needs to be. And that is a very deep attachment. Mm. Um, it's a deep, deep attachment. And the 12 steps I have found can be in, immensely helpful in finding a greater a greater freedom um, from a life that is self-centered mm. and finding a freedom in a life that is more uh, deeply God-centered and a life with God. They, they really are a pathway to, in many ways to freedom. Mm. They, they make, we often talk of how Christ delivers us. Mm. And, and and Christ does deliver us, and this deliverance gets put into very practical terms in the 12 steps. Mm. 
Yeah, thank you, Trevor. Uh, before we continue, uh, we can continue for a, a long time. Yes. Let's take a short break and we listen to some music and we'll be back soon. Welcome back, listeners and uh, dear friends. So, as you know, we're talking about the 12 Steps, the first of two programs that we're doing with Trevor Hudson. And we were just talking before the break um, more in depth about the steps. And this is bringing me to the next question. Um, Trevor, what have the 12 steps meant to you in your own life? Uh, Suki, well, they've meant a lot. <laughs> and and let me just, perhaps I can say a word of, you know, I, I wasn't an alcoholic, so that wasn't the way I was introduced to them. I In my 20s, I battled with gambling, I, which sounds so strange, I, but... but it, you know, and with all the things that go with um, when one gets attached or addicted, you know, the secrecy, the mm -hmm. deceptions, etc., and and it was it it was becoming very problematic in my life mm -hmm. for that reason, mm -hmm. and and somehow my good resolutions <laughs> were were not doing the trick. It sounds very and, familiar. And, and you know, and then a recovering, in fact, a recovering alcoholic said, Trevor, why don't you just have a look at the 12 steps? And, um, and somehow they just, they just helped me discover the treasures of my own faith. You know, this was something that was, gambling was making my life unmanageable. It was something that I felt I'd, I wasn't being able to sort out by, mm. uh, you know, by a resolution. And somehow the 12 steps drew me into a very practical experience of God in my life at, at a point where things felt out of control. Mm. So, and then let me, but let me go deeper than that. I think as I was saying a little bit earlier, you know, like all of us, you know, I struggle with self-centeredness at times and self-interest and 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 just needing sometimes to be set free from myself, as it were, to to live more freely and fully for God, uh, with less anxiety, less worry, and somehow the practicality of these steps and. If you want to later, I can maybe just draw some connections with, you know, some of the deep Christian themes. So I, I, I came across them in my own desperation, in my own need, and they worked. Uh, mm. That's all I can put it. They, mm. they actually helped me, mm. and they became a means of grace for me. Um, that somehow through the steps, the grace of God... Um, became uh, accessible, practical, and operative in my daily life. Mm. Um, yes, please feel free to expand, uh, if you would like to expand on what you were saying about the different aspects. Well, you know, you know I just think of the first three steps. They, they almost the... You know, they, they, they're all about coming to the end of our own resources and they come in to, they come in to discover the reality of God through 
the surrender of our life and our will to God on a daily basis. Mm. So that, that is just central to our life and to our faith. And then steps 4 to 12 kind of take that surrender to God, and our surrender is to the God that we have met in Jesus Christ. We're mm. surrendering ourselves to this God that has come to us in Jesus. And then, you know, the rest of the steps um, kind of implement what that surrender is going to look like in daily life. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's why people find it so helpful. Absolutely. And... Have you, how have you seen this making a difference in other people's lives? I'm sure you've, wit you've witnessed right. this multiple times. Right. I, I have. And I think one of the reasons they so helpful is that the words are not too religious, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. So even though each of the steps refers to deep, um, deep themes of our faith, like um, confession, for example, um, uh, the healing of relationships, etc. Somehow the way these steps are worded, it's kind of, I always like to say they're in Eastern English. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, people that I'm just, I meet every day, ordinary men, ordinary women, caught up in ways of living that are messing up their lives, I say to them, you know, here's a tool for you. It's just a tool, and I'm willing to work and to uh, walk with you as you implement them in, this, in your own life. I see them simply making a difference. And the difference, if you were to ask me to spell it out, it would be um, that what has become unmanageable gradually becomes manageable. Mm. That where I have been in bondage, I'm now living a little bit more freely. Mm. That where I was living secretively and deceptively, I'm now living a little bit more openly and truthfully. That where my relationships were an absolute mess, they may still be a little bit of a mess, but they're a little bit less of a mess. Mm -hmm. And there's just more, there's more, um, there's just more life in them. Mm -hmm. And where God was a stranger and a kind of, you know, a remote being in the sky, mm -hmm. now God is is kind of um, kind of up close and personal. There's mm -hmm. a sense of God engaged in my life and I'm and I'm engaged with God. Mm. So those are some of the differences, Suki, that that you know I've I've witnessed uh, in others and I've I, I can I can testify to in my own life. Mm. Thank you very much, Trevor. It's so true. Um you know what I'm also seeing is that the twelve steps, um as our program says, it's is helping us to to be intimate, uh, intimate with ourselves, mm. others, and with God. And um, it, it leads us into healthier relationships. Mm. And there's a word that I heard twice you using, and that is secrecy. 
And yeah. I can really see in my own life and before recovery started in my own life, how terribly secrecy sure. robbed sure. me of intimacy. Can yeah. you just tell us a little bit more about uh, that secrecy and how people could possibly get out of that secrecy? Because I think many family members may be listening and saying that uh, they know somebody who's keeping secrets. Can you give some advice right. on sure. that? Yeah. Yeah, the, oh, let me first say that my heart, if there's anyone who's listening, who's carrying secrets, I just want to say to you personally, my heart goes out to mm. you. It, it's a hellish way to live. Mm. Um, so that's the first thing I want to say. Mm. Um, I also would want to say to, the, to any listener who's backing with secret ways of living, secret patterns of behavior, I would want to reach out to you and say, find, find someone that you can really trust, someone that you know, you know, perhaps someone who's suffered and come through, perhaps someone who's finding um, uh, just a greater freedom in their own life. And I think we all know people, that, and they're not necessarily people who have it, who have it all together, mm, but, mm. but there's reality about their life, and we, can, and we can sniff it out. They live with a certain degree of an appropriate honesty, mm. appropriate um, openness, and and I would I would um, I would ask, can I have coffee with you? And 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 with that person, and it would be wonderful if that person was a person of Christian faith. Mm. Um, I would I would I would take the risk of 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 walking in the light. Mm. You know, that, that movement towards the light, is it, it's a scary step, it's a risky step, mm. and it's a step that sets us free. Mm. So I would, I would just want to say two things to anyone who's battling with secrets. I would say, I really can understand it's a terrible way to live. Mm. I would want to I would want to just invite you to take a step towards the light by asking to have a chat with someone that you really have learnt over time uh, is trustworthy, mm. non-judgmental, and that you can maybe bring into the light mm. your secret way of behaving. Sure. And I and I think it just opens that moment just opens our life up to grace. Mm. Mm. Um, it really, really does. Um, and and to change, it opens up the possibilities. It doesn't always have to be this way. Mm. Um, I always say, truth plus grace equals freedom and change. Mm. Uh, and yeah. Wow. Amazing. I think we can continue to talk for a long time. And that's why I'm very grateful that we're going to do another program with you next week. So unfortunately, it's time to go now. And uh, but we've already learned a lot and we're looking forward to know more next time. Um, thank you, dear listeners. Hope you have a good week and really yeah. cool see us out. 
Yep. Uh, thank you, uh, listeners and friends, for comments and questions that you are sending. And please continue. See you next week. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.